Alright boys, we are back with another segment of the 2TVs pod, uh, week 10 edition. Um, so, we have a special guest. We promised we'd get back on the guests here, and we got one for you. And his name is Billy Davis. How we doing, fellas? What's up, Bill? <clears throat> Glad you're on, Bill. Alright, so, as usual, we'll... Uh, run through last week's matchups, kind of what happened, who are the performers that did well for the teams, and then we'll get into week 10, kind of some predictions, and then we have an additional segment, a special addition, additional segment, because we have Billy, and uh, we all know he has some interesting takes, so we'll get him all fired up at the end of this, at the end of this pod. All right, <clears throat> so week nine, I'll go over my game first, and you know, I had myself pretty high in the uh, power rankings, but after this last week, I'd like to put myself back at number 13, where I had myself the first time, and I dropped a nice 78 because Mahomes still stinks. Um, and Timmons had a pretty good week of Mixon, Mooney, and Hertz. Um, Mixon, I think, found the end zone twice. Mooney had a very good game um, against the Steelers, so Timmons pulls out that win. And we got Terry and friends against the Delco variant. I see here that Dan himself has the vaccine against the De- the Delco variant. Um, big week from Dak, kind of garbage time, actually all garbage time points. I think he had four points going into like the fourth quarter, but good for him. Um, the white knight on a Renfro, <laughs> helping all of us white fellers out, um, making us all look good. So good one for Dan. Really uh, squeaked that one out, uh, 111 to 106. Shout out to Enzel Ward, 99 yards to the creep. True. Browns defense did have 18 points. All right, then we got the Berg Davis and Ray Rice's elevator service. Big week from Jonathan Taylor. Big di- big week from Najee Harris. Um, Matt Gay also made his way into the top three scores of the last week. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough for the elevator service that is operated by Ray Rice himself. Um, Keenan Allen, Mar- Marquise, Hollywood, Florida Brown, and Cordero Patterson all around 20 points. Um, pulled out that dub for Rust. We got Team Tro against Eric Wartone. Um, we got Justin Herbert having a big game. I think he was the highest scoring quarterback last week. Um, so big week from him. Michael Pittman Jr. had a big week, but wasn't enough for uh, Team Chicano. Matt Ryan and Alvin Kamara and George Kittle all had big games. Um, I think we had Eric projected to win this one, but clearly Tro pulled this one out and he got he got the job done. Putting him at four and five too, I that was kind of surprising too to see that. Um, oh well, we'll go to the next one here, of Fred Smoot's Love Cruise versus the Priest and Gailey's back in action, baby. He's got the baptism working. He's got Cooper Cup, or uh, Rob has Cooper Cup, Josh Jacobs, and Ingram has his higher scores, but not enough for the Priest with Lamar and New England's defense getting him nineteen. And then we got a very good name matchup here. Of Timmons top, UB bottom, and mid blitzed your mom. Um, Dennis pulled this one out. His team's been pretty good, very solid these last couple weeks. I'm sure he's happy to pick up another win. Uh, Miami's defense picking up 18 points. And then last matchup, we have the Battle of the St. Francis and Tim and UB. Uh, Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford had a pretty good uh, game each, even though Stafford only really had 13. Um, 
he kind of picked it up once he threw those two interceptions. So at least he got 13 points out of that. Um, but for UB, 53 points, that's never going to win you a week. Do better, UB, please. <laughs> Come on. That's kind of embarrassing. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So that's all of week nine for you. Um, now let's jump into week ten. Um, Billy, since you're the guest, if you'd like to pick a game, you can go through it. Um, all right, let's start with uh, Martha Stewart, I've Hit That, and then Terry and Friends. Ooh, nice. You want me to go through the matchup one by one first? The whole thing, Bill. Yeah, Bill, let's get an analysis out here. So, looking at the quarterback matchup, we got Jalen Hurts, Joe Birds versus uh, Dak Prescott. Got to go with Hurts here. Uh, they face Denver. I think Hurts is going to have a lot of rushing stats. Might sneak in for one or two rushing touchdowns. And Dak versus Atlanta. I mean, Dak stinks. He's overrated. <laughs> there. Looking at the running. Timmons got Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskins. Gaskins has been bringing it up a little bit here. And uh, Terry and Friends has got Arson. This one's uh, pretty close. I'm going to go with Zeke and Carson, though, because Antonio Gibson stinks this year. <laughs> yeah, that's your guy. Looking at the receivers, he was my guy last year. but <laughs> It's a fluent list, apparently. <laughs> we got Mike Evans and Jerry Judy versus Scary Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson. Got to go with uh, the McLaurin-Johnson combo, just because Deontay's going to get 15 targets. And Terry going to get you 30, or he's going to get you 5. So, I'm assuming because they're facing Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay is going to put up points, Terry might get 30. Tight end matchup, got Goddard and Knox. I'm actually going to call this one a wash, especially now that Ertz is gone. I feel like Goddard's just going to do better and better with getting targets. Flex, Timmons got frying you. Flex now after a big game last week. Smooth. Um, I'm going to go Renfro here, but that's definitely intriguing seeing Frymuth. And then the defenses, with Denver versus Philly and Cleveland versus New England. I'm going to go with the uh, Cleveland versus New England. I feel like deep poop the bed. They typically do. They stink. And then we got Young Ho Koo and Bagley, which does the kickers. They're no fun. So. They're all the fun. Come on now. And overall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Terry and Friends. I'm going to say Dan does pull out this dub. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, so I do. I also agree that I think Dan's going to win, um, mainly because Dak and Zeke are playing Atlanta. Their defense stinks. Carson, if he can go, I mean, you don't know all what he'll do just because he's been on IR for quite a while. But I still think Terry and Deontay and Knox will pick up the slack for whatever Carson does or doesn't do. And then Renfro against KC, I, I feel like he'll probably just do his normal like third down targets and get the first down and move forward. But Tim's team, um, it's just Tim's team is honestly just a little bit behind just because of buys this week. I see his Mixon, Mooney, um, Ramondre's hurt. He could have played if um, Damian Harris is out too. So, um, yeah, all things considered, I'd have to go with Dan on this one here. So you'll probably lose now that we all that we both picked you. Yeah, I'm going to pick Timmons in this one. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, I feel like Miles Gaskins is going to absolutely dunk on me tonight. 
and I'm going to be waking up Friday morning sad. Um, but yeah, that that's my input. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to the next game here. We'll take a look at Jordan Russ, the Ray Rice Elevator Service Company versus Cuomo, Tushmi, and Breezy. Um, so we got Kyler Murray versus Pat Mahomes. Um, he hasn't earned the respect to be called Patrick this year um, just quite yet. So we're looking at Kyler Murray, who may or may not go, which might mean Kirk Cousins is forced into action. Um, but Kyler versus Mahomes, we'll call it a wash, honestly, if Kyler's hurt. If Kyler's full go, I would give it to Kyler, but we'll call this one a wash. Um, Cordell Patterson, Dearness Johnson versus Damian Harris and Zach Moss. So both Harris and Moss are pretty banged up. I think Moss has a concussion. I'm not exactly sure what's wrong with Damian Harris. Um, but Cordero Patterson puts up points. Dearness Johnson, it'll be his show most likely with Chubb on COVID protocol and first world problems. He has to find his own flight to the game if he's able to actually go. Um, so I don't know if he will do that. So I, I think just because of health reasons, I'm going to go with Cordero and Dearness because if both those guys can't go for Breezy, it's looking like McKissick and Kenyon Drake most likely. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're looking there. Um, and then in terms of receivers, we got Justin Jefferson and Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood, Florida. Uh, he's, he's Hollywood this year. He's balling. Versus A.J. Brown and Amari Cooper. Um, Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown wash each other out, in my opinion. <clears throat> Uh, those two are both studs. Marquise Brown versus Miami tonight. Um, and Amari Cooper versus Atlanta. Again, I'm going to go slight edge to Cooper uh, just because I could see Xavier Howard covering Marquise Brown, um, which could be less than ideal. Then we're looking at Travis Kelsey versus Mark Andrews. Matchup between tight end one, tight end two. Um, again, this is a really, really close matchup here. could see Kelsey edging it out. Um, so we're going to give it to Kelsey there. Ravens D versus Raiders D, suck up and Bullock, kickers and defenses, they just have fun. They're on the roster because they're on the roster. Um, Vegas has this as a 10-point game. I think it's going to be closer than that. I think um, Mahomes kind of finds some traction against Vegas, even though I know he usually doesn't play too well against Vegas. Um, I, I just I think there's too much going on in Vegas for them to be successful. I think Mahomes and Kelsey connect for at least one touchdown, maybe two, which helps Breezy a lot. Um, but obviously, for Russ, it's a big night with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews playing on Thursday night. So we'll see after tonight how the projection goes. But I'm going to give the slight edge just because of the running back situation to Jordan Rust um, over Cuomo Touch Me. Billy, how are we feeling? Uh, well, first and foremost, Rust, screw you for beating me last week. But... <laughs> Good call. I'm going to give this edge to Rust here. I think uh, Kumo touched me. They got Mahomes. I think Mahomes is going to have a solid game breezy. I also think Travis Kelsey. I think just those two will go off. But I think he's got you with the running backs, especially since uh, Chubb's probably not going to play here. Receivers, kind of a wash, except Amari Cooper sucks. So uh, there's that. The flex. I gotta gotta give it to Rust with the flex, having Keenan Allen as a flex, which having a receiver two on the team as your flex. I mean, I guess we'll let that. And and defense. I'm surprised we're starting the the Raiders D here. We'll see how that turns out for you. Yeah, I'm probably not. Yeah, probably gonna drop them eventually, but we'll get after it eventually. All right. 
I'll take Billy's game since we've done all two or two of our games so far. So we got Billy against Eric. Um, let's see. We got Heineke. An interesting start off the bat for Billy. But uh we got Heineke versus Herbert. Um hate to say it, but I think I'm gonna go Herbert here. Um for <laughs> running backs, we got Lenny and Jordan Howard, the two fossils of the league, and Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor and Najee by a landslide. I mean, that's probably the best combination of running backs that we have in this league. Other than, I think UB had Swift and Henry, which was pretty good, but this definitely takes a cake with Henry out. Um, and we got Thielen and Corey Davis up against Devontae Adams and Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I like Devontae and Michael Pittman in this. Um, I don't know how much Corey Davis will be able to do against Buffalo, depending on who he gets. Um, Trey White doesn't usually travel, but um, just kind of depends on the game script. But I'm sure that the Bills also don't want to get embarrassed again by another team that's not as good as them. Um, and Pittman's having a very good year, so I'm going to have to go with um, Eric's receivers on that one. Then we got TJ Hawkinson with Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is back off of IR. Um I don't know. I mean, I I want to say Hawkinson just because of his projection and just because of what he's done so far this year. But at the same time, he's going up against the Steelers, and I don't really know how much um, tight ends have really done against Steelers other than Komet last week. So I'll just stick with Hawkinson just because of the lack of targets that they have there. But it's kind of close, in my opinion, depending on how healthy Logan Thomas actually is. Um, the Manny Sanders and Daryl Henderson, going to have to go Henderson here. He's been finding the end zone a lot. Um, I think he'll probably find the end zone again in this game. Um, so overall, I'll probably have to side with Billy, even though I don't like Ty- Taylor Heineke at quarterback, especially against the Bucks. Um I could definitely see Eric winning. I'm going to put it that way. I just think it'll be a close game. I just think that Billy's running backs will out outdo Lenny, Jordan Howard, and who knows what Emmanuel Sanders you'll get if you'll get the zero points or the, like, 15 points. So I'm going to go, just based off the floor, I'll go with Billy on this one. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at this here and, and say I like Herbert more. Um, I like the receivers more for Eric um, and Hawkinson more. Um, but Billy does have Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor, and those two... Jonathan Taylor versus Jacksonville might have 50 fantasy points at halftime. Um, so for that reason alone, just the big play ability of Jonathan Taylor, <clears throat> I think I, I'm going to give a s- slight edge to Billy. I don't feel that comfortable doing it. I just don't like seeing Emmanuel Sanders and Jordan Howard both in the starting lineup. Um, I know, you know, that's just, it, it's just a little rough. I would, uh, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't think Jordan Howard's gonna be able to get it done. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders gets it done. Um so yeah, I mean they are playing the Jets. I don't know, this game's very close, but I'm I'm gonna give a slight edge to Billy in this one. Billy, any comment about starting Taylor Heineke? Well, if uh if they announce that Tua's gonna be good to go tonight, he's getting thrown in there. But otherwise we're throwing Heineke because Burrow's on a bye. Mm. And my team's pretty banged up. Uh A B's out. Two is probably out. T.Y. Hilton and uh, Tony are both uh, not good to go this week. So, I mean, kind of stinks who I'm throwing out there. Like, I don't ideally want to throw Cordes out there. 
Miss might not be able to go either. Nausea got put on the injury report today. I guess he hurt his foot in practice. So if he's out, then I'm definitely not getting it up. But I see Eric beat me in a close one. Okay, interesting. We love it. Not siding with yourself, so it's not a 3-0. Um, so that, you know, anything can happen. Can't be jinxing yourself. Exactly. All right, so moving on to the next game here, we got the Priest, Marcus Gailey, versus Team Tricano, Danny Trail. Uh, so surprisingly here, it looks like Trail's projected to win at the start, but I see Jamal Williams is in the starting lineup with zero projected points. Um, however, Gailey's team is banged up now with uh, Calvin Ridley taking a mental break and Chase Edmonds being the high ankle sprain. So it might be Rojo time at the RB2 spot for Gailey, which isn't ideal. Um, so leading into that, we got Lamar Jackson playing tonight versus Matty Ice. We got to go with Lamar there. We got Eckler and Jamal Williams slashed Rojo, yikes, versus Kamara and Devin Singletary. I saw something today that Kamara had a knee sprain or something like that. So don't really know where his health is long-term, but it looks like he's you know going to be playing this week. Um, but with that said, I like Kamara and Singletary better just because of the, the concussion to uh, Zach Moss. We all, I mean, we see guys play with, with liquid brain. Just look at Chris Boswell, three for three on field goals, liquid brain winning the game. Let's go, Boz. Um, but moving on here to the receivers, Cortland Sutton and Christian Kirk versus CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Waddell. Um, I like C.D. Lamb and Jalen Waddle here. Um, I just don't trust Christian Kirk with Hopkins probably being back. Um, but that being said, I guess you could slide lock it into the wide receiver two spot, but it would still go to C.D. Lamb and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Hunter Henry versus George Kittle. Looks like George Kittle's back, um, so we'll go with him, even though it seems like Hunter Henry scores a touchdown every single week, so he's got a floor of basically six points. Um, I guess technically seven because you get the catch. Um, so, yeah. And then, but I'm still going George Kittle. Uh, Tyler Lockett versus Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards put up a goose egg last week. A lot of hype preseason with him. Just hasn't quite developed. I was all in on him. Um, Now I look like a big dumb idiot. Um, But that's nothing new. So uh, (laughs) we're going to go with Lockett in this one with Russ back. Let Russ cook. Um, And then right now we got Tro with uh, the Giants defense who's on a bye. So... um, I think he's gonna gonna change that out for somebody, just not sure who. Um, versus the Patriots defense, Pat's defense versus Cleveland Baker stinks. Um, so I think Pat's have a big big week there. And then kickers, they just like to have fun. Tyler Bass, the most fun. So we'll give it to the kicker there. Um, but looking at it honestly, this might come as a shocker. I I think I gotta go with Team Tro. His team is just gets wins. I, they got a lot of grit. Just like Trey himself, they got a lot of grit and they get wins. And I think he moves to 500 on the year. And I think the injuries that have piled up for, for the Priest are just too much to overcome right now. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go with Trey here also. Um, especially, I would like to see him slide someone in for Edwards. I mean, I see that he has Chenault, who he probably doesn't really want to play on his bench. Um, also has Aguilar, who I probably wouldn't play, but... I'd definitely consider McCall Hardman or Chanel and kind of hope for the best there. I just I just don't think you can trust Brian Edwards at this uh, point in the season. But overall, Gailey's team is just absolutely wrecked with injuries. So I'm going to have to side with Team Cho on this one. And then I'm actually going to go Gailey here. I'm going to 
predict that Kamara does not practice or does not play because he hasn't practiced the last two days of the sprained knee. So I can really see them not uh, having him go this week. So I think Mark Ingram's going to be the guy there. So just because of that reason, I'm going to give it to Gailey because I think Kamara will play. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, I mean, his only other running back would be Tevin Coleman. And so that's not ideal. Oof. It's a good point you make there, Billy. Always make good points. Oh, absolutely. That's why you're on the pod, Bill. All right, Bill. You're up for a game. Uh, uh, All right, let's go to the mid-blitzer mom versus Fred Smith's Brookers. Good pick. So, uh, mom, that's like a Hall of Fame worthy name right there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like extra five points in my projection. But we got Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers. Gonna go with Allen there. Jets stink. I mean, Seattle also stinks, but the Jets really stink. <laughs> we got uh, Chubb, who's most likely not gonna play this week, and James Bonner versus Jake Porter. So, let me see who, uh, uh, we got we got Darrell Williams on the bench, so he'll probably throw Darrell Williams in. So I'll give uh, I'll give the edge here with the running backs. I'll give the James Conner and uh, Williams over Josh Jacobs and Michael Carter. And then receivers, we got Diggs and Claypool versus Hill and Cup. Interested interested to see how uh, Cup fantasy might take it with OBJ there now. So I can definitely see uh, Stafford trying to. Targets at first, so OBJ doesn't throw a hissy fit and cry. So I'm gonna give that edge to Rob with the receivers. And then tight end, we got Pitts first. Najoku, give me Pitts. I think Najoku's been kind of ass other than that one week. No, I think that's all I need to say there. And flex, we got Hopkins first. Eliza Mitchell. Um, I think it's actually a pretty close one. I think if Mitchell plays. I mean, they're both questionable. So I think if they both play, I'm going to give the edge to uh, Dennis here. And then defense, we've got Tampa Bay versus Washington and Indy versus Jacksonville. Um, this is a pretty close one as well. I'm actually going to give the edge to Indy here, surprisingly. I just think Jacksonville stinks and James Robinson might not go. And then Justin Tucker, top 20 player all time. Got to go with him as kicker. Billy, I have to ask a quick question. Does uh, choosing the Colts defense over the Buccaneers defense have to do anything with the fact you're starting Taylor Heineke this week? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I just think uh, Jacksonville's going to do absolutely nothing. I think Washington, I think they're, I think Heineke's going to turn the ball over a decent bit, but I do think they'll get, uh, get some decent yardage on Tampa Bay. So that was my logic there. All right, just, just had to ask. Yeah, so... No, no, we're we're going to have to go today. Oh, okay. Right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, so I like I like Josh Allen in this. I don't think he'll have another bad week like he did last week. Um, kind of, I do like what you said about all of Dennis's players and kind of being questionable or out. Um, the only thing I will say about Cup, though, is if... OBJ can actually play because I know there's a weird rule in the NFL where like if you're picked up in free agents you have to like go through a testing period where it's like physical and not like a COVID test and everything 
So as long as he does pass that, I don't honestly don't know how much he'll play just because, like, how much of the playbook can you pick up in, like, I don't know, four days. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, but I still think we'll have a pretty good week this week. You may start to see it get watered down a little bit in the next coming weeks. But um, overall, just because Chubb being out, I don't think that's a huge hit to Dennis. I think it's a close game um, just because he had Daryl Williams still. Um I don't know. This one's a tough one to pick. I kind of want to side with Dennis. Yeah, I don't know if I side with, but I'm going to say Dennis. But I, it's almost like it's contingent on who actually is able to play and who's not. So I, for right now, seeing what it looks like, pretending, well, knowing that Chubb's probably out and saying that Elijah Mitchell plays fully healthy, um, I'm going to have to go Dennis. So I'm going to go on the other side here. I'm going to go with Rob. Um, I think if Chubb was playing, I would give the edge to Dennis. But this is a matchup between two of the best teams in the league. Um, I think Rodgers is going to play, and he's going to absolutely light up Seattle just to show. Because there was a report that OBJ felt that Green Bay wasn't all in. Uh, so he's just going to be like, I'm here. I'm me. I'm that dude. Um, so, yeah, he's going to do that. Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill are absolute animals. They're wide receiver one and two in fantasy, and I expect them to produce like that this week as well. Um, I honestly don't think OBJ signing there hurts Cooper Cup one bit. He's still going to see a huge volume in targets. Um, I don't think OBJ sees that many volume in targets, especially early. Um, I think they use him almost more as a decoy early. Um, later in the season, that could change, though, however. Uh, Michael Carter with Mike White, I think he's going to be the dump-down king, even though, and James Conner, I mean... He's, he was the main running back last week. I, I don't know if he can produce like that again, especially against a good Carolina defense. Um, I think his projection of 17.4 is way too high. Um, but he did come off a of what, 41? So I guess, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I give the edge to, to Rob here. I think his team is just more solid um, in terms of health as well. So I'm going with, going with Rob in this one. Fred Smoot's Love Cruise. No, I didn't see. I didn't see a who pulls out. I didn't realize that. I guess he could play though. Who was that? Claypool. Yeah, I think he's supposed to play. Honestly. I mean, they're playing Detroit too, which is like, if he plays, <clears throat> I don't know. That's a tough one. That was a tough one to pick. All right, so now we got UB and Tyler. Two of the bestest of friends. Um, we got Brady up against Wilson. Um, I guess Wilson's playing, and he's playing against Green Bay. Green Bay's defense has not been great. But I'm going to have to go with Tampa Tom here. Um, he's been doing pretty good things this year. I mean, I, I think he should be the MVP favorite at this point, but going to have to roll with Tampa Tom. Um, DeAndre Swift and Mike Davis against Dalvin Cook and James Robinson. Um, who does Tyler have in case J-Rob doesn't go? Um, hmm. I guess he has Ty Johnson, but still, say he, say he doesn't go, I'd have to side with UB on this one, but if he does go, um, I think I'll have to go James Robinson or Dalvin Cook. Going to the receivers, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, and Debo Samuel, and Zach Paschal. Not ideal playing Paschal by any means, but uh, I still think that DK and Chris Godwin have pretty good games, especially against defenses that aren't great. No Fant and Dalton Schultz. Um, 
I'm actually going to go Schultz here. Um, for some reason, I just don't love Fant this year. I just don't think he has really seen the targets that he normally gets. Um, that may be just because of Teddy, and Teddy doesn't necessarily use a tight end to the extent that um, Drew Locke did last year. But um, Dalton Schultz has had a pretty good year. I think he'll continue that, especially against Atlanta's defense. And then we got DPJ and Tyler Higby. I'm actually going to go Donovan Peoples-Jones here too. Um, I know his projection's less, but really don't love Higby, plus the addition of Odell if he can play. I, I can't imagine a world where they'll target Higby over Odell, given like a similar situation. Um, so I'm going to have to go DPJ there. Um, and then these, these are very good defenses that are going up against each other, also against very bad teams. So I could definitely see the Bills and the Steelers having – 10 plus points week each and uh kind of almost edging out a win for one of the other team if it's a close game um <clears throat> but overall i think i'm gonna have to side with ub here um i like his quarterback more i like his i like his swift and davis combination there if james <coughs> robinson can't go and i've seen a lot of reports where he's probably on the fence about going or not um and then his receivers i think are just too good um especially zach pasqual is Tyler's too. Don't love that. So I'm going to have to roll with Yubi on this one. Billy? Um, this is tough because Yubi's weird and Ty likes Dallas. So it's kind of like a lose situation for me. Uh, agree with like everything you said there with quarterbacks, running backs, if uh, James Robinson's healthy. Uh, I think the Bills are going to put up a ridiculous amount of points, uh, their defense. So we'll see how that goes. But overall, I really want to go against UB, but I do have UB because Ty's a Dallas fan in his team. Uh, looks like they're hurt with injuries, and he's rolling out Zach Pascal. So. Yeah, so in this one, um, I'm also going to go with UB. I just think starting Zach Pascal. And Tyler Higby in the flex is just less than ideal, especially because I do think Odell's supposed to play. I think Higby's going to be – Higby and, and um, Bobby Trees might be the two odd men out here in fantasy football, as much as that pains me to say. I love me some Bobby Trees. Um, but I think he's going to – yeah, I just don't I – don't, I don't see Higby getting much. He His high target was last week. I think he had 10 targets. He only caught five of those for like 51 yards or something like that. So – um, yeah, I, I ultimately think that, that UB pulls this one out here. So, all right, moving on to the last game of the week. Um, Billy, you want to lead us off on this one? With, um, the Delco and, uh, the nerd Tim himself. Yeah, we figure since it's your brother, you got to lead us off here. Yeah, that only, that only makes sense. So we got, uh, Hill versus Matt Stafford. <coughs> Uh, did I ever get banged up last week? I don't know. I just know he played bad. Yeah, I, I see here it says he's questionable, but just with a sprained ankle. Hmm. But also, with the edge of Stafford's out there on one ankle, I'd give Stafford over Tannehill. <laughs> um, that's, we got McCaffrey and uh, Williams versus Aaron Jones and Boston Scott. I'm going to go with McCaffrey and Williams there. I feel like McCaffrey's not going to be as one as much of a limitation and Boston Scott is Boston 
And then looking at the receivers, we got Monte Smith and Cole Beasley versus Robert Woods and DJ Moore. I'm going to go with Robert Woods and DJ Moore here. Uh, I think Tim's further down the line, come close to the playoffs. I think he's going to regret having Robert Woods on this team. But for now, I don't think it'll be a problem. Looking at tight end, we got Waller, Jasicki, Jimmy Waller. Uh, at flex, we got Mike Williams versus Jamison Crowder. Uh, Jamison Crowder at flex definitely is not ideal for the Delco variant. So we're going to go with Mike Williams. Defenses, we got Green Bay versus Seattle. And then Tim has Arizona versus Carolina. I'm going to have to go with Arizona there. And then kickers, we're going to go with Boswell over Laughlin. But as a whole, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the upset. I'm going to say the Delco variant. I'm going to say Chris McCaffrey in his first like, full game back from what feels like a full year. So like he's going to go kind of dummy. And Tim's my brother, and I can't pick him. <laughs> so. All right, Breezy. Um, I'm looking at it here. I don't know. I do like McCaffrey and Javante. I think for some weird reason, I have a feeling that Devontae Smith will have a big game. Um, Cole Beasley, Waller. Waller should have a big game. I don't know. I, I may be picking the upset here, too. Um, yeah, I think I'm picking the upset. I think I'm going with the upset just because Mike Williams hasn't been great this year. Past week, like, four, I think it was. So you really don't know what you're going to get out of him. So let's pretend that we're going to get the Walmart version of Mike Williams. Um, and I think that'll kind of be the reason that Tristan pulls this one out. Plus... Jamison Crowder, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect from Jamison Crowder, but... Depends on Corey Davis. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to just... Just for the sake of picking, I'm I'm going to go with the upset with Tristan here, getting him another win. So, I'm going to be on the side of Tim. Tim, you know I got your back. Uh, <laughs> so, Stafford's going to annihilate Ryan Tannehill. Aaron Jones um, and Boston Scott aren't great compared to McCaffrey and Javante, especially with Javante coming off a 100-yard game. Um, but where I really like to see it is Bobby Trees and DJ Moore versus Devontae Smith and Cole Beasley. Like I said, and like Billy said, I think Robert Woods ultimately down the road maybe sees, uh, you know, the, the hurt with getting OBJ in there. Um, but right now, I mean, DJ Moore stonks are through the roof with bad Sam Darnold out of there. They bring Cousin Junebug back in. They did say they're starting P.J. Walker this week. But Cousin Junebug's back. That's great for chemistry. Um, DJ Moore, I think his... I mean, they just got to pepper him with targets again. That's when they won games. Um, Kasicki's tight end three. Waller's tight end five. They're both very similar. Um, I never thought I would say that, but uh, Kasicki's just... He's a target machine. Um, and with all their injuries at wide receiver, they need him. Um, I think Mike Williams finds his form against Minnesota. Um, Jamison Crowder, like like they were saying, who knows? If Corey Davis doesn't go, it gets a bump to him, but not a huge bump. Um, so I'm taking Tim Davis in this one. Uh, so we got two for Tristan, one for Tim. Tim, you know I got you. All right, fellas, we have a fun additional segment. We'll uh, let Billy bat last in this one because he's going to be the one with the hot takes because it's what he does. So we took a look at our top five players in the key categories for fantasy football and real football. So it's kind of whichever way you're feeling it. I went more off the real football. 
Um, but it's top five quarterbacks, top five running backs, and top five wide receivers in the National Football League. So where I stand right now in top five quarterbacks, I have as much as this pains me to say it, and everyone knows that this one hurts me deeply, I have Tom Brady number one. You just can't put him anywhere but number one. I have Josh Allen second. I have Aaron Rodgers at three. I have Patrick Mahomes at four. And five, I was really struggling, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Just based off of what he's able to do this year for Baltimore, I think you have to put him at five. I was between him and Dak Prescott. Uh, The top five running backs, I have Nick Chubb at number one. He runs the ball like Jim Brown. He's an absolute animal. Um, Derrick Henry at number two. CMC at number three. Dalvin Cook at number four. And I know I talked some smack on Jonathan Taylor, um, but Jonathan Taylor at number five. My top five wide receivers, I got Devontae Adams. I have Tyreek Hill. I have Stephon Diggs coming in at number three. I have DeAndre Hopkins at number four. I know he's having a down year, but he's still that guy. Number five was absolutely impossible. Breezy can see my sheet here. I have about eight guys written down. Um, I went with Antonio Brown as the number five receiver in football. The dude is just still that good. Um, he's the best receiver on his team. I I know it might be a hot take. I had some other guys written down here like Cup, AJ Brown, Terry, DK, CD, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper. I had some guys written down, but I give the edge to Antonio Brown at number five. So, Breezy, let's hear him. All right. So for quarterbacks, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on quarterbacks. I really think that there's like 1A, 1B, 1C, like for whatever you want to do. So for quarterbacks, I pick Josh Allen as my number one. I just think his rushing ability and throwing ability, um, he's just the quarterback that I would want on my squad. Number two, I got Rodgers. Number three, I have Brady. I was between Rodgers and Brady at two and three. Um, You could really just call him 2A, 2B. Um, Just kind of went with... Honestly, the difference of the two was just because of age. I was just like, eh, might as well put Rogers ahead. Um, Mahomes, I have a four. I still think he's good. I just, this recent period is a little bit distracting for how good he actually may be or is. Um, but we'll have him at four for now. And then I have Kyler at five. After you had Lamar, I almost want to put Lamar at five just because of how good he is at running ball. And he's figuring out how to pass the ball again like he did um, a couple years ago in his MVP season. So... Almost want to say Kyler Lamar there, but I'll keep Kyler there um, for now. Running backs, I have the King, number one. I have Dalvin, second, Mr. Dudu the Hog himself. Uh, third, I have Kamara. I honestly think that he might be the best, but his availability, that's like the best trait that you can have, and he's just not there. Um, so we'll have him at three. Kamara I have at four. I think he's very good at running the ball, very good at catching the ball. Hard to have him not in my top five. And I do have Jonathan Taylor at five as well. Um, he definitely could be higher, but I think, the, well, this is his only his second year, so he's only getting better. So I'm sure he could definitely jump up um, in the next couple years. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, number one. Um, he's just great at everything. Diggs, I have at two. Great route runner, good hands, good speed, has it all. Um, D-Hop, unbelievable hands, great route running. Um, not the best speed, but he makes up for it with his ability to create separation. And then Tyreek, I have a four. I just think once his burst goes away, which 
could happen here soon just because of his age and where he is in his career. Um, he'll just be straight line fast. Um, still be good, but I just think that he's almost more depending on speed than any of these other receivers, but he is the best at what he does, so we'll have him at four. And then five, like Dan said, it's hard to pick a fifth because there's so many good receivers, but I put CeeDee Lamb here. I think he's very good. He's a very good route runner. He's a has great speed, great hands. Um, I had... I honestly had, like, five guys here I was thinking of. I was thinking of Justin Jefferson, um, A.J. Brown. And I was honestly about to put Jamar Chase in there, but I thought that was a little bit too early. So I do think Jamar Chase will crack the top ten if I were to do, like, an end-of-season ranking of who I think is the best. But um, not quite top five yet just because he's only done it one year. So not even a full season either. So we'll leave him out. We'll put CD at five. Billy? All right, well, you guys had a pretty solid list, but I think uh, I think my list, I think everyone's going to agree with. I think everyone's going to like it uh, because the facts is what I do. So the quarterbacks, uh, number one, I'm going to go Tom Brady. Well, I don't think Tom Brady is the most skilled at all arm talent-wise. I mean, I just think, like, what he brings to the quarterback position with his decision-making and his mentality and his leadership, I just think that can't be, like, undermined. So I have him at one. I still have Mahomes at two. I know like this season's kind of been rough for him, but his defense is atrocious. So I am going to kind of give him that little excuse there of him trying to do too much, but I still think his talent is unbelievable. Number three, I'm actually going to uh, switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go Lamar at three. The reason why I'm saying Lamar at three is because I just think what he brings run-wise to any given Sunday just allows him to control the ball. Like, the Ravens always win a time of possession game. And I just think having a quarterback that he's actually not bad throwing the ball. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit for how he is throwing the ball. I mean, he doesn't have, like, top arm talent or accuracy. But I do think he's in, like, the top half of the league there. I think with what he does with running the ball, I think that gives him an edge over everyone else. So I have him at three. Then I have Josh Allen at four. Brother can fling it. And then at number five, I have Dak Prescott. Just kidding. I have – I was close though with this, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I do want to say Russell Wilson for the mere fact that he's been out uh, for a little bit here. I'm, I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. But if Russell Wilson wasn't injured, he'd be in my top. Nice. And looking backs, running backs, this is where I struggled the most trying to rank uh, just because I feel like there's so many dudes that – I feel like if they're on the same team, if they all had the same line, the same quarterback, I feel like their rankings might be different, but you kind of got to go off like what their stats are, how they're performing. So at number one, I do have the King Henry, even though the brother's hurt now. He's uh, he's done so for the year, it looks like. I'm going to put him at number one just because he single-handed puts Brian Tannehill on his back any given Sunday. Two, I have McCaffrey, uh, just what he brings as a receiver. I think that's unmatched. Like, I don't even, like, I think Kamara is a great receiver, but I don't think Kamara even touches where he's at there. Uh, number three, I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. Uh, I actually have been, like, out Dalvin Cook for fantasy because I keep thinking he's going to have, like, a knee blowout, but he's been proving me wrong. So he's, uh, he's number three. Number four, this one was tough because, like, four and five, I'm kind of tossing around a couple people. Like, I have Eckler, Kamara, John. Taylor, Chubb, Kareem Hunt. 
I have these dudes that I'm throwing around. Now, I'm not sure where I want to put them. But for number four, I am going to go Jonathan Taylor. I know the Colts' offensive line is pretty crazy, especially with uh, Nelson there just dogging on people. But I am going to have to give it to him. And then number five, this is going to come as a shocker. I'm actually going to give this to uh, James Robinson. And the reason Whoa. why I'm giving it to James Robinson is – I feel like besides Derrick Henry, there's not many people you could put on that Jacksonville team and have them average like five yards carry. Like I think you could put Derrick Henry there. I think you could put Nick Chubb, but I think James Robinson as a receiver is better than those two. So that's why I'm getting James Robinson at number five. A little shock there. That's a hot take. We love the hot takes. Philly, I have a question for you though. What are they gonna do? Do you think whenever Etienne comes back? Like, do you think they're just gonna? use Robinson then? Or do you think that we'll try to mix them both in somehow? First, I thought that was the worst pick in the draft hands down. Even oh, yeah. before 18. Uh, I just don't understand. You had a dude on the worst offense in the NFL average a 1,000 yards, or get a 1,000 yards on five yards per touch. Uh, so I didn't understand it. But when he comes back, I mean, I think just because of the chemistry uh, Trevor Lawrence has with ETN, that he's going to take away from James Robinson. Like, I can see next year if ETN's healthy, I can see James Robinson uh, only getting, like, 800, 920 yards. I can see ETN get about, like, 600, 700-ish. I can also yeah. see them using even though, like, throwing him in the slot. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I mean, especially because of what they're doing with Agnew. Just kind of switch their role. Yeah. So, moving on to receivers. Receivers is definitely tough. I feel like this is very... Uh, like controversial with who you could say because I honestly feel like there's like 10 guys in the league besides the first two you can kind of interchange however you want I think you guys both had the same number one as I do I have Devontae Adams at number one I think uh, I think he's a freak brother does it all any given Sunday he can go out there and he can just uh, Aaron Rodgers can always rely on him to get open whether he's double teamed single teamed or even sometimes triple teamed so he's my number one. Uh, number two, I kind of threw this around a little bit between Tyreek Hill and D-Hop. I'm actually going to go D-Hop. Uh, D-Hop's been, like, banged up a lot this year, so that's why his stats haven't been what they usually are. But I just feel like what he brings to the table with his ability to just catch anything thrown in his vicinity, that's why I have him as two. Tyreek Hill's number three. Insane top speed. Uh, I think he's a little better of a route runner than what uh, people think. And he is actually pretty good at, like, catching contested balls, like jump balls, things like that. I think he is uh, pretty good there. But I have him as number three. If he was a little bit taller, I think he'd be number one. But because of his short size, he's going to be my number three. Number four. Man, number number four is tough. Because it's – I want to throw in – like, I want to get – uh, Cooper Cup a little bit of respect, but this has been his only year that he's been putting up these kind of stats. Also, I want to give Scary Terry some love, but again, kind of for the same reason. I feel like I can't can't go and give him that love. Uh, Mike Evans, I feel like he's a little bit on uh, the de- so to say. I mean, it also doesn't help that he just has crazy uh, receivers also on his team. But number four, he's not technically a receiver, but I'm going to call him a receiver. 
And I'm going to put Travis Kelsey at four uh, just because dude's a freak. Even though he's a tight end, he does catch the ball. So I'm going to label him as receiver since we don't put tight end in the category as well. So he's going to be my number four. And then number five, I'm actually going to go with Jamar Chase. Even though he is a rookie, his uh, connection with Joe Burrow and his deep ball threat, his ability to get open, I think is really under uh, underrated. I think preseason because he was uh, dropping some passes. Everyone was kind of really low on him. So whoever it was in our league that snagged him. That would be me. Uh, Yours truly. And not, not a fan of snagging him. So I was, uh, I was targeting But I do have him at number five. I think the brother's a freak. I thought he was a freak coming out of college. I think if he wouldn't have taken that year off, I think he would have put up even bigger stats this year. But I have him at my number five. Nice. I like the addition of Kelsey in there. Kind of threw a little curveball. One thing I do, I do want to add <clears throat> that uh, looking at other receivers, if I look way down at probably like 32 on my list, that now in game. So he's bummed. Wow. Keenan Allen all the way down to 32. You hate to see it. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's not even the best receiver on his team anymore. Uh, I think Tim. I, I think Tim might have some different uh, <laughs> different statement about that after the the old Mikey Williams kind of the roller coaster. Was dogging at the beginning of the year. Then he heard through the grapevine that Tim Davis has him on his fantasy team. So he just knew he couldn't perform from that. It's a good call. It's been all downhill since that two point one <laughs> points against uh, when I played you, Tim. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Billy. We appreciate the hot takes. There were definitely some hot takes in there. We appreciate you hopping on the pod here on this Thursday night. Um, any any final send-off, Bill? Any final send-off? Well, I do appreciate uh, you guys having me on here. Of course. I enjoy the pod every week, so I was really hoping to get the opportunity to come on here. So uh, you guys have me come on here. And the fact that we're doing top five ranking, I'm a big fan of that, especially because I got to come in here with some fire. Uh, last thing I'll say here before I go is, Tim, you stink. You <laughs> See me on the basketball court or football field. I'll take those ankles any day. Timmons, I'm better than you at F1. Dennis, it applies to you. Rob, I miss playing 2K with you. Tro and Eric, I don't know you guys, but you can suck my toes. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that about covers it. <laughs> All right, Billy. Appreciate it. All right, boys. We'll see you next week on another, uh, another pod. As always, we hope the fellas stay happy and healthy this week. Uh, But, you know, have fun and good luck.